0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wild Happy Family Show, encouraging mamas everywhere to take up their calling as creators, change culture, and start from home. This is your host, Danny Grippa. Today, we talk about all things quiet time with a special guest today, my beautiful sister, Taylor Brown. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Wild Happy Family. It is Danny and Taylor here this morning. Well, this afternoon, whatever you're going to be listening to this. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Welcome to our first recording podcast for Wild Happy Family. Wonderful. Thanks, Dan. I'm really happy to be here. And just to oh,
1: I like your cat in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. Kind of just woke up, half asleep, mother yeah. of a baby. She has a baby on yeah. her lap. Yeah, I do. Just
0: doing well. <laughs> I have cats on my lap, so well. <laughs> Eventually. Um, Today, I wanted to talk um, together. If you don't know, Taylor and I are sisters. Sisters from the same mother, sisters from the land of Canada, but we are both not living there right now. No, we
1: are not.
0: Where are you living, Taylor? I am living in a very
1: small Bavarian village in Germany (laughs) called Vorlach. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points if you can say that <laughs> um, And I live ne- in a little village near Kiev, Ukraine So we are have been living in Europe uh, I've been in Europe for like 11 years, going on 12 years How long have you been in Europe for? I think I'm on almost 9 years now Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like we're losing our Canadian identity And becoming a little bit more European, huh? <laughs> Very much so.
1: so. With the amount of wine we drink, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor, my sister, is married to a good old German, just like me. She followed in her older sister's footsteps. I did. The best husbands are German, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Taylor is a mama of three little kids. She just had her third in end of January. January,
1: January, January 20th.
0: January 20th. That's right. Two days before my fourth. I had my fourth on January 22nd. So no,
1: third, third, (laughs) my third, one of the five children. You'll remember them eventually.
0: No kidding. (laughs) Um, And today um, I want to talk a little bit about our experience as we have a lot of similarities um, as sisters. And um, one of those similarities that I was thinking about is that um, both of us need like a lot of alone time. A lot of, yes. like, me time in order to be happy and nice. And I think <laughs> yeah. Taylor, Taylor even more so than me, I think, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Definitely. how how have you built that in? I mean, you have three little kids under the age of well, – how old is he? He's five. Five,
1: yeah. So in our family – First thing was living, we lived with Danny and Simon and their family for the very first year of our oldest son's Ezekiel's life. And we saw that they had already kind of implemented this quiet time routine where they would let their kids just go into a room for an hour, sometimes even two. And then they would get like an hour to two hours every day of like undisturbed time. And my thought was, this is amazing. I need this because I need to be sane throughout the day so we just kind of in transition from nap times into some quiet times and my kids are not always quiet in quiet times but I can have selective hearing and as long as they're not killing each other then I get some me time in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. and I tell my kids basically when they're complaining about going into quiet time as has happened often don't want to go into quiet time and I'm like Do you want a happy mummy? Do you you want a sane mummy? Do you want a mummy who can be happy and do things with you later? Because I need quiet time in the middle of the day. It's not just for you. It's for me too. And we all need a little bit of quiet in the middle of the day to calm down from
0: all the daily activities. Like babies crying. (laughs) <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um and Taylor, I think you actually you guys do your quiet time a little bit differently. Like I always uh we always had our quiet time kind of like after lunch. And you have yours typically in the morning, don't you?
1: Yeah. Um I mean it's varied back and forth, but okay, For me it up. works for me.
0: Okay. So you're you're just saying that you um have like your quiet times have been in different like Times of the day in different phases of life.
1: Yeah, so for us, it's really dependent on what we were doing in our lifetime. time. Like, for example, at the very beginning when we just had one and we were leading an outreach team in uh, French Polynesia, our quiet times looked really different. We had to do them at a very specific time every day that worked with the team dynamic. So we had to put it, put Ezekiel, I think, into his quiet time like between 10 and 11 every day, um, rather than right after lunchtime, because we would always be going out Mm -hmm. after lunchtime altogether. Um, Nowadays, right now, I I try my best to line up my quiet time with a baby nap, with one of the baby naps, so it can vary between before lunch or after lunch. But before I had baby, I always did it consistently before lunchtime, because I... I enjoy cooking when I have some time to do it without kids on me all the time. So either I would use that time to like half take a nap and half cook, or I would have an easy meal or something like that. And it just allowed me to like, then the kids could come out. We wouldn't really have like a big meal together. So it would kind of be like, I'd put food on the table for them sometimes. And then I would continue doing some stuff. So the lunch times were pretty relaxed because my husband works all day long so it's just me and the kids at home um, and that seemed to work out really well for us and to be honest it really depended on my energy levels every day but the kids knew every day they would get a quiet time at some point and that's something that they just expected and, and still they still. Do. it makes it easy to switch up the times when they're a bit older now because they're not like so set on nap time structure but that's only really worked in the last half a year or so now that they're both like the three and a half and five year old are
0: able to deal with a bit of that kind of flexibility. And they're sharing a room, aren't they? Yeah they are sharing a room, which is why selective hearing mamas comes into play when kids are sharing a room. And you also I know that you kind of have this tactic of having um like an audio story playing. Do you still do that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um we actually have now Um, graduated it to treats because like to a reward of having a good attitude in the day, then they get to listen to something before we used to do it consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we noticed it kind of started to give a bad attitude to the kids if we wouldn't put anything on and we didn't want it to really be a habit that they needed something to listen to. But as a reward for like, you know, a good attitude in the day or if they've been really helpful or something like that, then um, we've been like, hey, do you want to listen to an audiobook? They really love Winnie the Pooh. Um, we recently went through the entire uh, Wizard of Oz, like the classic Wizard of Oz. Uh, I had read the book out loud to them already before, and so we listened to it after. And they were, and both of them were like,
0: "This is so cool!" And they really enjoyed yet. it. That sounds good. Yeah. I haven't listened to that yet, so maybe we could turn that on.
1: Yeah, the dramatic, dramatized version of Wizard of Oz is is pretty good. So we have two versions. One was like an hour and a half dramatized version, like radio play, yeah. And then the other one is like chapter by chapter of the original Wizard of Oz being read through.
0: That's really cool. I went. Do I have that actually in the bundle? I should look.
1: I think you have the it's dramatized not, Wizard, of Oz, Wizard of Oz, the one there. and a half hour, yeah. But not the. I found a free app actually that has oh, cool. some beach, like BBC or like old school. Yeah. books, audiobooks and stuff like that the kids like. Oh, that's really cool. So yeah, um, and they don't always stay quiet in their quiet time, but like I said, we pick and choose which battles we fight. The quiet time is also supposed to be for me to relax and not go in and interrupt them every five minutes. But I do say that if I have to come in, then I extend their quiet time longer because yeah. it's not it's not fair for all of us if we're trying to get all some quiet time.
0: Yeah I think our our quiet time has also developed over the years where they first had to stay in their bed and be really really quiet and now yeah. um Simon and I were talking the other day and we're like yeah for us now it's more more important that they just like stay in the room and don't come out and ask questions
1: yeah exactly and that's kind of where I, or if I hear screaming like somebody's hurting somebody yeah, we have this huge loft in our kids' bedroom where the where our older son uh, sleeps on top, and then our um, our daughter sleeps in another kind of like half, um, half bed, half. A
0: oh, bed.
1: Uh, it's, it's bunk a bed? little bed. It's still a bunk loft bed, but it's bed. not
0: loft. But it's a mini loft bed. So a little kid loft bed.
1: So I don't know what kid, it is in the English either. <laughs> I don't know what it is in English either, but it's it's kind of like. It's a bunk bed without it being an actual bunk bed, but it's higher and it's off the ground. Anyways, so we have this like tall loft and then right underneath, uh, our daughter sleeps and Ezekiel, our oldest, oh, he loves, the. you know, he's a boy. He loves throwing stuff at his sister. He loves uh, dangling stuff down in front of her while she's reading her books.
0: She probably doesn't like that.
1: (laughs) No, not at all. No, no. She doesn't like it at all. So. There's a few times we have to go in and, you know, tell them to not touch each other and not talk to each other.
0: Um, how did you, or do you remember how you um, dealt with the transition from like nap time where they were no longer sa- sleeping to um, where they had to like be quiet in their bedroom? How, what, um, what challenges did you find there? What?
1: Well, for me, the challenges were. Often, especially if, um, like, for Ezekiel, he was still in a crib. So the challenges were wanting to give him toys to play with that weren't necessarily taking up his potential sleeping space. Or that weren't, like, distracting him from sleeping. Um, and I think one of the solutions that we found with that is we would put a shelf right next to the bed where we will put some books and like a little soft box with some toys in it. And then when our kids wake up, then they can still self, like they can be independent and reach for those toys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we don't need to put them in the bed with them. So we're not necessary because there's this point with our kids that we want them to sleep still. You're like, no, I want you to sleep. Don't be distracted by playing with toys. You need the sleep mm-hmm. so we can all be happy. But so by putting toys into their crib, we don't always encourage them to sleep. So that was a, that was a challenge with, especially with Abby, I think. Um, So we really had to have like this shelf on the side where I would clean up the bed and put all the toys to the side. And then she could just, whenever she wakes up from her nap, she would be able to grab the toys herself and Mm -hmm. keep playing for whatever time.
0: All right. And if you had um, one suggestion or uh i don't know the what would be one thing that you'd suggest to every parent who's contemplating on having a quiet time for their kids Mm. biggest help
1: biggest help maybe It's it's consistency do it every day the first few weeks are the hardest and don't be like oh we don't need to do it today just do it every day you know, start with a half an hour, even if your kids aren't used to it. Start with half an hour, try to bump it up. Um, you don't need to overload them with quiet time activities like busy bags and stuff like that. Those things are great, but if you give them a couple toys that you say, these are your quiet time toys, that is often enough kids can be really creative with a with a minimal amount of stuff and actually they might be more entertained sometimes with less stuff than by being overwhelmed with all of the things that we may want to say hey here this will keep you busy for hours but then they keep coming out asking us questions and wanting to play with everything so Mm -hmm. i'd say less is more and consistency in continuing and doing it daily
0: Mm -hmm. Cool well thank you very much Taylor for your wonderful suggestions and your history of quiet time. It's um, been well I mean we'll be talking again later on mm-hmm. but um, these are one thing that uh, I think I I was very I'm glad that I passed that on to you with your it children <laughs>
1: It's being passed on to other moms around me now who
0: are like, oh, I want to do quiet time too. And I'm like, yes yes it's important <laughs> Yeah, it's the most important thing So, um, thank you for joining me and I hope um, y'all have a great day make sure that you click the link below to um, I have like a big activity bundle that I'm giving away for free and um, we have the ultimate quiet time resource which is called stupid Sim quiet time that you can check out as well um, yeah. so make sure you check that out and I will talk to you next time